Hello and welcome to Unforsip's monthly podcast, Out Loud. My name is Ersin Ostojan, and today it gives me great pleasure to welcome Alexandros Estacio and Herman Dolmajou, who have joined me to talk about the rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people in Cyprus, known as LGBTQ, their organizations and the work they are doing. I want to start this conversation by saying that the United Nations has been crucial to advancing and protecting the human rights of LGBTQ people. Just one example was the launch of the UN3 and Equal campaign by the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights in 2013. This was an unprecedented global UN public information campaign aimed at promoting equal rights and fair treatment of LGBTQ people. In addition, the UN has published several groundbreaking reports covering discrimination and violence against individuals based on their sexual orientation and gender identity, including guidelines and recommendations for national governments and the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, repeatedly and consistently used his platform to advocate for equality, one of which is his appeal to all governments and societies to build a world where no one has to be afraid because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. So, without further ado, I would like to introduce my guests. Alex, is, who is one of the founders of the queer collective CY, and Erman, who is an activist at the Queer Cyprus Association. Alex and Erman, welcome to Unforsip's podcast out loud. Thank you. Thank you very much. Last Saturday, you organised a Unite by Pride March. I became very emotional when I saw the two Pride Marches come together inside the buffer zone. I believe it's the first, if not one of the first, intercommunal Pride events in Cyprus. Is that correct? Uh, so this is the second year in a row. The first time it happened was in uh, on the 18th of June 2022. And uh, this is the second time happening, of course, bigger and better because we had a lot more time to plan. And OneFisip has also been part of this uh, organization. Yeah, actually, I wanted to ask you, Alex, uh, how did it feel to see the Greek Cypriots, Turkish Cypriots and other communities gather for the same cause? I think that every time it happens, we feel more and more emotional. I would, I would have thought that last year, since it was the first, that I would feel emotional back then. But now, I think the second time around, it was even more, uh, perhaps because we even invested so much time in the last few months doing this. And seeing it coming into fruition was a very special moment for us. Also, the only time that you really see the buffer zone and the mode specifically being used for intercommunal events, or rather bicommunal events in that case, is usually the, the biggest one is uh, the 1st of May, which I've been going there since I was a child. But this had a very different story behind it, a different line of struggles. And it's also, I feel, it was a sort of uh, example of collaboration not of only greek and turkish cypriots it was there were other migrant groups refugee groups student groups that also were within this uh, collaboration within this alliance organization so for us i believe it was a very touching moment to see all of these groups come together at that space which is unfortunately the only place that could accommodate them, mm -hmm. everyone uh, as far as possible 
Emma, would you like to add anything to that? Um, for me, it was also emotional and as well as it was a dream come true. So I can still believe that we made it second time. Mm -hmm. um, because for many years as LGBTI organizations in the island, we were uh, planning to have a United by Pride. And as, as Alex said, not having it by communal aspect, but uh, beyond that as an intercommunal aspect, having African community, Filipino community, and all other communities being part of the organizations, having them in the buffer zone, and not only addressing the LGBTI issues only, but also racism, discrimination, all other aspects, all other kinds of oppressions that are affecting our lives. I think it also makes it unique that this um, pride is also intersectional and it shows the interconnectedness of our movement. So for me, it was also unbelievable to be there. And this year, especially, we had also drag queens who came from the diaspora, UK diaspora, and they were Turkish-speaking and Greek-speaking um, drag queens who had actually a Cypriot kind of uh, drag uh, performance, which was also a unique thing that shows um, Cypriotness and queerness are inter um, interconnected, I would say, interlinked. They can both be... Uh, exist together think, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and they're not separating yeah. our personalities so there is queerness within the cypriotness and there is cypriotness in the queer being queer and that was another message that i think we gave from the stage it truly was a great day um edmund it is known that more than a third of the world's countries still criminalize consensual loving same-sex relationships entrenching prejudice and putting millions of people at risk of blackmail, arrest and imprisonment. This is not the case for Cyprus, but what are some of the issues you would like to see addressed on the island? Um, while Cyprus has made progress in decriminalizing same-sex relationships, there are still important issues to address, I believe. Some of these include tackling discrimination, ensuring comprehensive legal protections and promoting inclusive education and healthcare services. We also need to address social stigma and prejudice that can lead to discrimination in various aspects of life, such as employment, housing, education and healthcare. It is also crucial to continue working towards a society where everyone, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity, can live free from discrimination and enjoy equal rights. Thank you. Alex, we know that still in many cases a lack of adequate legal protection combined with hostile public attitudes leads to widespread discrimination against lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex people, including workers being fired from jobs, students bullied and expelled from schools and patients denied essential health care. Do we deal with issues like this on the island and if so in your opinion what needs to be done so first of all i would like to add something to the previous question if i may okay uh, is the fact that we also need to look at history like our organizations at least working together we also like to not forget the factor of history like the reason why a third of the uh, of the countries across the globe do criminalize homosexuality are the vast majority of them was were remnants of colonialism uh, so we should never forget that and put that into perspective. It's like we want to, you know, we look at, at the wider picture of why the movement is the way it is right now and why it was somehow in another way in the past. So we must never forget, really. When it comes to uh, what issues are faced, yes, of course, these are faced. We do receive uh, also um, complaints and reports from members of the community. Personally, the last few days after the United by Pride, I have been the subject of 
online bullying, uh, my face all over Facebook and social media, some people actually posting the place where I work uh, and so on. Uh, so definitely these things happen, but unfortunately, even though at least I'm qualified to talk about the South, there is a number of supposed legal protections, but they're not really enforced. So there's always a huge gap between legal protection and uh, what's happening on the ground. We could assume that these things do not happen, that some of these things do not happen in Cyprus because there is this legal framework. This would definitely be an understatement because these are problems that do affect our daily lives. Different people have different experiences, of course, but we have encountered such problems. And I think similarly, it's in the north, I would say. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The next question was going to be to Erman. What is your experience? Yeah, more specifically, we had a criminalization of online hate speech. I mean, hate speech, but online hate speech was addressed there as well. And since it's been three years that we are reporting. And actually, these kind of crimes are not necessarily had to be reported. So police can take an initiative to address these crimes. But as Queer Cyprus Association, together with Human Rights Platform, we are uh, archiving all the online hate speech comments and reporting them to the police. And that's really important because some might think, okay, people say uh, some hateful comments, but these really affect our daily life. I mean, you, there is a level of mental health issues and also being ex exiled from the schools or families or friend uh, groups. So it really affects our daily lives. And um, especially when you are young and seeing all these hateful comments, it really affects your way of living and everything. Like you have less confidence, you don't want to go to school and it affects all of your life. So these are really important issues that we need to address. I think. Yeah, as organizations, is there any um, campaigns that you do to actually try and bring it to the forefront? If I'm going to talk on, on like our side that says Queer Collective, we have been more preoccupied with direct action like for example recently when there was a, a discussion about uh, criminalization of conversion therapies in the south our the way we acted was to you know organize a protest outside the parliament when the bill was being discussed so that we show that we are here that we're mm -hmm. visible that we're not going anywhere our main focus has been more on this side of uh, of the spectrum. We haven't really I mean uh, as an organization we're pretty recent we've been around for just slightly more than a year, really. Uh, so our focus has been on that side of the spectrum rather than lobbying or mm -hmm. advocacy. Mm -hmm. As Queer mm -hmm. Cyprus Association, since 2008, which we started as initiative against homophobia, ma our aim was to decriminalize homosexuality, which we succeeded in 2014. But since then, we started with the Unspoken project uh, implemented by CC CCMC and Queer Cyprus Association and Thompson Foundation. There we targeted the media professionals actually. So we trained uh, lots of like journalists and also editors and we organized conferences, seminars, billboard campaigns. Where might some of the listeners remember like media, auntie, I am gay and actually billboards as you're driving around town you can see them yeah which I thought was quite effective actually it was but it, it also brought a huge attention to the people like that they realized the first time that lgbti community exists in cyprus because there was a huge denial and that brought the dialogue of uh, community accepting that we do live in this community we existed 
throughout the whole history and it wasn't the first time that we actually when we had these billboards we would just pop up we were always there so starting from there we had lots of projects implemented many campaigns and also hate speech campaign we had on 27th of january we brought all the public figures together and we had a video campaign including like parliament members academicians journalists and they said no to hate speech and that was also a campaign we implemented so yeah in multiple levels i mean we are dealing with the awareness raising and yeah policy making it's really important i think the work that we're doing for the community I've got one question to ask both of you. Do you have a message that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, Alex, would you like to go first? Probably something short, like listen to us. We're here. We're not going anywhere. We exist. We cannot be erased. We are here. Uh, just deal with it. Deal with your problems and your issues, but we're around. <laughs> <laughs> and there, Mark? Uh, my message to the listeners is one of hope and resilience. Uh, we encourage everyone to stand in solidarity with the LGBTI plus community in Cyprus and beyond by advocating for inclusive policies, challenging discrimination and fostering and understanding. We can create a more just and equal society. Uh, let's work together to build a future where everyone, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity, can live freely and without fear. Together we can make a difference and create a world where everyone's rights are respected, I would say. Okay, before I come to the end, would you like to add anything? Thank you for hosting us and this is really important for us to have a voice in um, actually in every aspect of life because we are being ignored, we are being silenced, but as Alex said, we will not stop uh, advocating for our rights, we will not uh, er erase from the history or from <laughs> present. Yeah, and we will be always here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Alex. I just wanted to reiterate that we hope that next year this will not be the venue where we will be having the intercommunal pride, that it will be north to south, that it will be fully a march, not two parallel marches, but one march that could cross throughout the city without any problem or and without any lack of freedom of movement from one side to the next. Uh, so that's our dream, whether it is this year, next year, in three years, in 10 years, in 20 years. That is our dream when it comes to this event of making it across the city and across the island. And uh, I hope to see you next year, all of you there. <laughs> we look forward to it. Thank you both for joining us today. And for the UN, we see that diversity is a strength, not a threat. So we are here with you. And I'm sure our listeners enjoyed the conversation. That brings us to the end of this edition of our Out Loud podcast. Until next time.